Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're going to continue this week to talk about the promises of God, what God calls us to, what God commands us to do, what he promises us to do. Those those realities, if we take them in and understand them, will completely change our lives. If we believe God's promises for us, who does God say we are? What did God say he's done for us? What does he say he's doing in us now? If we actually believe that and then exercise our freedom, the freedom he's given us, to lean into his promise, to say yes to it, to welcome it. And then often there's commandments and promises are tied together and say, okay, I'm going to walk in his commandments and I'll receive his promises. It's not like I'm just earning them or something, but God's commandments are a light to our path. The scripture says they are a way for us to come into what I described yesterday. If you didn't have a chance to tune into yesterday's program, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. Also, best thing to do is to download the Renewal Ministries app or the Ave Maria app. You can access all our programming very easily, and then you can send it to your friends and share it with your friends and spread the good infection. If you've been blessed by the programs you know, here on Ave Maria, if you've been blessed by Sister Ann, Food for the Journey, or my program, or the videos we've been doing on YouTube at Renewal Ministries and things, you can help be an evangelist. You can help get that word out to your friends. And, and you know well, friends, that our country and the, you know, the culture in, in the world, our teams are traveling all around the world and there's just a tremendous amount of fear, depression, anxiety, instability, insecurity in people. Partly because we're in the midst of this intense spiritual battle that's going on. That's the foundation of it. But also because we've got, honestly, a lot of weak leaders. And we've got a lot of confused leaders. We've got a lot of troubled leaders. We've got a lot of deception. And people feel it in our politics, corruption, instability, and finances, and all that. So people are really concerned. Now, Jesus said to us, he said, I say that to us, meaning in the scripture, as we know, in, especially in places like the Last Supper discourse of John's Gospel, where Jesus is preparing the apostles for what's about to happen. He helps them see, though they may not, didn't fully understand it, what was going to be revealed about them. You know, some were going to betray, deny. They were all going to run, run for cover, so to speak. Jesus was going to be arrested. He was going to be falsely accused. He was going to be crucified. He was going to die. He's going to rise again from the dead. That shook the apostles. That was very difficult to see and to believe. And of course, Peter, we know, for example, when Jesus shared that, Peter leaned over to Jesus and said, these other 11 or 10, these guys, they're probably going to do that. But I just want you to know, Jesus, I will never, never deny you. That'll never happen. And Jesus, with great love, looked into Peter's eyes and said, oh, yes, you will, Peter. In fact, tonight, three times. So that drama is unfolding. It's like their worst nightmare come true because they don't get the fullness of it yet and its meaning. So what does Jesus tell them to do in the midst of it? Number one, don't let your heart be troubled. That's a command and not a suggestion. There's an example of how God's commands are good. They're for our good. I mean, they might restrict our flesh, but 
God's commandments, a lot of times people who don't yet know the love of God, they're not fully moving in the spirit of God, maybe ignorant of God's word, they don't grasp it, they have not fully yielded to God, then God's commandments just seem like a one big giant buzzkill and impossible. And it's going to ruin my weekend, take the fun out of life, and it totally misses the point. God's commands are a great blessing. They're a pathway to life, a pathway to a life we don't yet know, which is why we have to trust God. Trust his promises. Here's part of the test of whether I want to be a believer or not. Not only do I believe the data of revelation, but do I trust God? That was the very battle in the garden, friends, Adam and Eve. The devil seducing them, causing them to doubt. Say, does he really, is he really looking out for your good? Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Are you sure? Well, yeah. You know, why wouldn't I be sure? Well, look, he told you not to eat from this tree over here. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why do you think he doesn't want you to eat from that tree? Well, he doesn't have to give us a full explanation. He's trustworthy. Are you sure he's trustworthy? I think what he's doing is he knows he's hiding a very important truth from you. He's not looking out for your good. He's protecting his power, his control. He knows that if you eat from that tree, you're going to be just like him. You're going to be a God. And he doesn't want you to think of yourself that way or to come into that because he wants to dominate you. He wants to control you. So that's the seduction of the devil. And our first parents, you know, bought the lie and we've been, and the fall happened and God's creation, beginning with the human heart has become disordered and there's powers at work, disordered energy. There's Satan, demons, the power of the world, the flesh and the devil. That's all there. And Jesus father has sent his son to break us free from all that and let us run into the life of the kingdom to come into the very reason for which we have been made. And it's the act of Jesus' love on the cross. It's his victory over the power of sin and death. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit dwelling within that makes it possible for us now to become all that we're meant to be. So God's commandments are good, and they lead us in the direction of the will of God. And Jesus said, hey, you know, my purpose in life is to do the will of him who sent me. In fact, his commandments are my very food. It's another place where we can compare ourselves to the Lord and get a sense of where we're at on the spiritual journey. Do I still want to resist God's commandments? Do I still have those doubts? Or have I come to learn what Jesus wants to teach me? The commandments of God are food for my soul. So we talked yesterday about the Lord's Day. It's a commandment, right? And the Lord, there's promises connected to that. And it's a, it's a defining habit, a culture forming habit of the people of God. And to the degree that we see the gift, I won't go through the whole teaching I gave yesterday on it. But if we believe the kind of things I taught yesterday about it, it will shape us and then it'll help change the habits of our life. What matters most? Our thinking begins to change. And then our desires begin to change, or they become more subdued and rightly ordered, and our hearts begin to love the right things more. 
and we come into greater degrees of freedom. And so as we cooperate with the Lord, he forms a family. He forms a family that has a distinct way of life, builds a whole culture, a pattern of life, a culture that guards what we value and we celebrate what is important and truly, truly good. And as we do that, it begins to shape us. We do that and we begin to see ourselves differently. And we can then, as our faith grows, as our hope grows, as our love grows, we begin to take in the words like Jesus gave to the apostles that night. Don't let your hearts be troubled. But instead, believe in me. Trust in me. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Nothing will separate you from my love. I've given you the Holy Spirit who's going to teach you. He's going to counsel you. He's going to give you new power, new capacity to live a new way of life. So do you believe that? Do you trust it? Are you living with the Lord in the Holy Spirit from day to day? Because if you do, you'll come into the promises of God. Promises that will be fulfilled even in this life. And he'll change you. So the apostles, friends, are just full of that kind of awareness. Today, looking at First Thessalonians chapter 1, St. Paul, the beginning of these letters, the apostles are just filled with you know, proclaiming the reality of who we are and what God has done in us. This is a sign of a good pastor, by the way, a good shepherd. Any priests or bishops who are listening, I think one of the things it'd be a great habit to do every Sunday, make sure you're doing some of this. You're declaring to the people who they are. Declare it with conviction. Declare it with passion. Tell them what God is doing and what they can believe about themselves so they come into that identity that's deeply rooted in Christ. Don't just give information about the content, which is good. It's a good thing to do. But preach, declare, exhort, you know, and sometimes rebuke. That's what Paul tells Timothy to do. Like, like really exhort and say, no, don't believe those lies about yourself. This is the truth. Believe who you are. Wash the people of God in the word of God. Verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith, your work of love, your labor of love, and your steadfast hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So here he's saying, I pray to God the Father and I give thanks because I can see what's happening in you. I'm giving thanks. The Father's, the, the life of the kingdom is beginning to appear. You're beginning to change. The power of God is at work in you. And what do I see that I'm giving the Father, your Father and my Father? What am I thanking him for? First of all, the work of faith. Faith, hope, and love. He's talking about the the theological virtues here. These are gifts from God. And if we receive those gifts, walk in the gifts, cooperate with them, our lives will change. So the work of faith is, Paul is seeing in them, Growth in receiving the gospel, receiving the teaching of what it means to follow Jesus, beginning to live the habits of life that define the Christian way of life, and they have deep trust for God, no matter what the circumstances. And the labor of love, they're learning to love God and to love their neighbor. And it's a labor. But it's, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light if you come and learn from me. 
this will come from your heart. Now, the early days, you kind of drag yourself in because the flesh wants to go in a different direction. <laughs> the flesh doesn't want to say, thy will be done. It's more like the flesh wants to say, my will be done. And there's the tension and there's a weight and it's a battle. But the Lord wants is, is allowing the battle to happen in you because he wants to know what is it you really want. He's not going to force you to love him. Are you willing to follow in his footsteps? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? And he goes on to say, and steadfastness in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hope is the confident expectation of the fulfillment of our destiny in Christ. We are going to inherit and share what belongs to the king. And he's bringing us into the fullness of who we are. It's not like just a prize. And I mean, it is a prize, but it's not just like, a, hey, you just kind of do what you want to do here and occasionally throw up a little prayer and then you get a big Christmas when you die, get to heaven. That's not what happens. This life now is when we begin the whole process of transformation and we make our life an offering to God. And we live in faith, hope, and love by God's grace, by gazing on Jesus and Our hope is what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We're not like Marxists who just have a kind of progressive hope about something's going, a utopia is going to happen in the future. We have a specific hope. And our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And we know that that's our destiny. That's so important. The Holy Spirit wants to give us deep faith, conviction to live that hope out and then to walk it out in love. You know, that the Lord transforms sinners and weak people like you and me to be able to come into that life that is the life of Jesus himself. And anyway, friends, I just want to remind you to a lot of stuff on our website at renewalministries.net that can help encourage you and continue to walk in the Lord. And I also want to mention my wife, Debbie, and I just wrote a a book that's out now called Lessons in the School of Love for Families and Married Folks that you can take a look at. I think it'll bless your life. God bless you. Have a good day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, St. Francis Used Words. St. Francis is really a model of mercy, and he communicated that mercy through both deeds and through words. And Pope Francis reminds us that each one of us is called to do the same. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call one 800 282-4789. That's 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net.